Welcome, hello everyone, happy 4th of July weekend. It's the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. It's our final sermon in our series on our vision and values. We'll be talking about rootedness today. I'm so glad that you're here with us on the interweb. It's a beautiful thing, it's an amazing thing. Uh, download your bulletin if you haven't already, you'll see the link close by. Download that and participate in worship today. And I pray that you can experience the presence of God. He is everywhere present and filling all things. And I pray that you will be attentive to that as we join together with our voices, our hearts, and our minds in song, worship, and prayer. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The name of the Lord be praised. Oh 
Exalt you, O God, my King, and bless your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. There is no end to his greatness. I will ponder the glorious splendor of your majesty and all your marvelous works. They shall publish the remembrance of your great goodness. They shall sing of your righteous deeds. The Lord is loving to everyone, and his compassion is over all his works.
They make known the glory of your kingdom and speak of your power. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all ages. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today's first lesson is from Romans. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind, and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am! Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I, myself, serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemns sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. The Word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Let us pray. Oh, Jesus Christ, we thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We thank you that you have called us as individuals, called us as a church, as St. Bart's, to take your yoke upon us, to learn from you. Teach us, we pray. Give us holy and divine wisdom this day. Fill us with your holy and life-giving spirit. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is as you're participating with us in online worship. As I mentioned earlier in the welcome today, that this is our final sermon uh, in the series on our vision and values. And I, I just love our values. And this last one, rootedness, is no exception. Uh, we'll talk about today, just to give you some highlights, and then we'll, we'll get into some more in-depth work. But we're going to talk about how we're rooted in Christ, 
again, individuals, but particularly as a church, St. Bart's were rooted in Christ, were rooted in East Dallas, like a specific geography, a people and a place. We're nourished by the Holy Trinity, and we walk faithfully, acknowledging the sometimes painful and slow work of growth together. I hope you can identify with all those things, being rooted in Christ, rooted in East Dallas, nourished by the Holy Trinity, and acknowledging the slow and sometimes painful work of growth that God has in our lives. Our value of rootedness is as follows. Planted and established by God in Christ, we are called to East Dallas, to its people and its neighborhoods, rooted in the soil of East Dallas and nourished by the three life-giving streams of scripture, spirit, and sacrament, we expect the slow work of growth together. We see really beautifully here that Christ is our anchor point. Just as Christ is our our source and our basis and our foundation for healing, our union with Christ and God, the Holy Trinity, Christ also is the one in whom we're rooted in. And I want you to realize something for just a moment. This isn't just an idea. We have to express it through words and through an idea. But Jesus Christ, the eternally begotten Son of God, who is begotten before all ages, before all time, is the one who is incarnate, of the Virgin Mary and the Holy Spirit, and he became man, and he lived among us. And it is in him, in his person, that we are united and rooted, and we're brought home, in a sense, to live within the Holy Trinity. So we are rooted in Christ. Everything that we do here at St. Bart's flows from that connection. We recall what what Jesus tells his disciples in the farewell discourse in John 15, he says, I'm the vine, friends. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we realize that being rooted in Christ means that everything, every resource that we have, everything that we can give thanks to God for, everything that we forget to think about, that we are not attentive and giving our attention to, all of these things are from Christ. It's easy to forget that we're rooted in him. Also, we're rooted in East Dallas. God showed us, as we were preparing to plant this church, that this was the part of the city that he wanted us in. This is a wonderful city. This is a city with a lot of needs. This is a city with a lot of division and a lot of difficult slow work needs to be done to bring people together, to communicate the gospel clearly, to invite the the people who will hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ into God's kingdom. And God has called us, St. Bart's, to East Dallas. Now, a lot of you don't live in East Dallas. Some of you live in Preston Hollow, and Richardson, and Plano, and Rockwall, and Rowlett, and Garland, and I hope I'm not missing any other place that you may live, but a lot of you live in other places, uh, Park Cities, South Dallas. But you are coming to St. Bart's because you feel called to a people and a place. We are rooted in a people, the people of East Dallas, no matter where we live in particular, but this mission and ministry of God at St. Bart's is rooted here, and a place. So the neighborhoods, the 
trees, the parks, the lake, the character, the flavor. It all informs how we do our life and mission authentically with hospitality, keeping in mind the mystery of God, proclaiming and experiencing wholeness and healing. We do all that in a rootedness in East Dallas. Now, we use the collect for St. Bartholomew as our prayer that sort of orients us for this day. And I want you to hear this prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, who gave to your apostle Bartholomew grace to truly believe and preach your word, grant that your church may love what he believed and preach what he taught. And the prayer goes on. But the, the main request is, grant your church to love what he believed and to preach what he taught. And what we hear there is this, this invitation that as we're rooted in Christ, as we're rooted in East Dallas, that we would use our head, our heart, and our hands. Not that they're three separate parts, they're three separate aspects of one being, of all of us. And so we use these different aspects of our being in order to proclaim in a rooted fashion, connected to the vine, drawing life from that vine, being nourished by those life-giving streams, scripture, spirit, sacrament. We'll talk more about that in a second. And letting that life flow out of us into the neighborhoods and the people of East Dallas. When we think about the three streams, scripture, spirit, and sacrament, in one sense, we can look at the history of the church, the, the breadth of what has been called the Church of Jesus Christ throughout history, the Catholic Church, if you will. And we see these three elements always present, a, a devotion to scripture, whether it's the, the disciples and the apostles, as they're understanding what the Old Testament scriptures, how they look forward to the crucified and risen Christ, and even how the risen Christ preaches and teaches them, you can look at this at Luke 24, how he teaches them about himself, everything that's written of him in the Old Testament scriptures. The apostles writing what we call Holy Scripture, the New Testament. So scripture has always guided the people of God. It's been the word of God to us. It's been, in many cases, our daily bread, along with the bread of the sacrament, which we'll get to. So scripture, spirit, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of God is poured out like a mighty rushing wind is what the apostles heard. And tongues of fire were upon each one of them, gifting them in a special way to be Christ's representatives in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now we, friends, are inheritors of that same spirit and that same ministry. We may not have the same level of holiness or ability that St. Peter or St. Paul had. Hopefully you saw that on Wednesday, was, or excuse me, on Monday, St. Peter and St. Paul's feast day. We may not, we're not like the apostles in many ways, but in other ways, we can be part of that same ministry. So scripture, and we do that by the power of the spirit. And then lastly, sacrament. The sacraments are those material things that God uses to give us his grace, his uncreated energy, literally himself. And so when we think about being rooted, when we think about 
thick, dark, fertile soil, loam, that we're rooted in and established in. We're fed by the scripture, by the spirit, by the sacraments. Holy Communion, which we are working towards and planning on July 26th, celebrating together as a people outside, not in here. Don't, don't think that you get to be in here just quite yet, though it'd be wonderful to see you. We will get to celebrate the sacrament, to partake of Christ's body, to receive from him what is bread and at the same time his body to help us be rooted, rooted in Christ, rooted in, in East Dallas, nourished by the Holy Trinity. Do you see how in one sense, the scripture, the spirit, and the sacrament are kind of a shorthand for the Holy Trinity? And if you think about it, scripture, spirit, and sacrament, those all are generated from the life of the Holy Trinity. Just as God spoke the world into being, he has spoken his word into being. Christ is the word of God who became flesh. So that everything that's written in the word, it all testifies to him. We find the meaning of scripture in Christ, the word. And of course, the sacraments are empowered by God's grace, by Christ's command, by God's grace. And I love this line in our value. We expect the slow growth of work together. And perhaps more than any other season of our lives, we are feeling the quality of our rootedness. This pandemic, uh, this national racial conversation, all of the challenges and the confusion that we're facing, these are all instances of which St. Peter speaks he's, when he says, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That's our sort of final redemption. And what fruit has the pandemic wrought in you and I? Now that we've been talking about we're rooted in soil, rooted in Christ, rooted in East Dallas, nourished by the Holy Trinity himself, what fruit has come forth from my life and from your life? So take a minute now and think about this. Do some introspection, some reflection. And if you need to pause, you can pause and come back. What fruit has this current situation produced in you? Are you more anxious or content? Are you more sad or more joyful? Angry, confused, rested, tranquil? I heard a, a doctor friend the other day say that in the month of March, prescription anxiety medications increased 25%. That's just March. I cannot imagine how perhaps that number has increased. But that's an example. What has this current situation done to us? And what does that tell us about our rootedness? In this slow work of growth together, tells us what's been the fruit of it. You know, God allows trials. In fact, St. James writes in the first couple of verses of his epistle, brothers and sisters, rejoice when you're faced with trials of many kinds, because they are given to you for the testing of your faith. The testing of your faith 
develops endurance and perseverance, and on and on he goes. But God allows us to undergo difficulty in order that we might test and approve whom we are rooted with, with whom we are connected, to whom have we given our lives and our allegiance. Is it a thing? Is it an idea? Is it the big house? Is it a certain salary? Is it a social status? Is it some sort of ideal peace and happiness within our family or friends that maybe isn't realistic? Or is it Christ Jesus? We hear St. Paul talk about this battle between the flesh and the spirit. Again, we're, we're not talking about disintegrating ourselves or dividing ourselves, but we are acknowledging that part of this slow work of growth together is that our flesh and our passions, our desires want one thing. But the Spirit of God in us is drawing us to quite another. And so part of this slow work is experiencing this total disconnect and this total cognitive dissonance. We know know that those who are in Christ have no condemnation. And Paul puts in there a clause that as we walk with the Spirit, friends, we can either be moving towards the Holy Trinity, towards the highlands, like in the great divorce, C.S. Lewis's great story, or we can be moving away. God's love for us does not change, but our response to that love can change. And part of the slow work of growth together in our rootedness as the people of St. Bart's is, how do we respond to that love? Will we choose the life of the Spirit? Or will we allow the carnal mind or the fleshly mind to rule us and thus our passions? Which the end of that is death. But life in the Spirit is life with Christ and God. And lastly, we hear our Lord Jesus Christ. Almost as if acknowledging the difficulty and the pain that all of us are experiencing right now. We hear those words from Matthew 11. Come to me. Let me just read it to you. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Do you ever feel like that in life sometimes? That you're not really living life? Like you're working life? It's raining. Don't tell anybody, but we're filming on Thursday. It's raining outside. I think of the life of God. I think of Hosea. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has wounded us, but he will heal us. He will come to us like rain. Guys, when it's hot in July, in August, in September, in October, what's more refreshing than an afternoon rainstorm? And so Jesus says, just like this rainstorm is saying to us right now, come, come to me. You who labor and are heavy laden, you who are experiencing great strife and turmoil and anxiety with this pandemic, come to me and I will give you rest. Be rooted in me, child, says Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In our rootedness in East Dallas, its people and its neighborhoods, Jesus invites us to walk alongside him. In fact, he's already alongside us so we can experience things like this global pandemic, like this racial difficulty, praying for justice for all people. We can experience those things in hearing that the burden that he has willed to give us is one that is light. So, we walk faithfully acknowledging the sometimes painful and slow work of growth that God has for us. But we remember that we're rooted in Christ, that we choose the spirit over the flesh, and that we love, love, love this place and this people to whom God has called us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's say together the Nicene Creed as we affirm our faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is invisible and visible. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made of one being with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom shall have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Prepare for justice. Almighty God, you created us in your own image. Grant us grace to contend fearlessly against evil and to make no peace with oppression and help us to use our freedom rightly in the establishment of justice in our communities and among the nations to the glory of your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The colic for today. Grant us, O Lord, we pray the Spirit to think and do always those things that are right, that we who can do no good thing apart from you may by you be enabled to live according to your will through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. I invite your own prayers and petitions. I invite you to reflect on Jay's sermon as he talked about rootedness. 
even reflecting on the question, where, where have I planted my life? And what soil am I growing in? And part of the shared soil that we all have is this country, the United States of America, and we celebrate the Declaration of Independence July 4th. So I invite your prayers for our country, um, for all the divisions, for all the strife, for all the things that tear us apart. Um, the place that we live is a gift to us. So pray for our country, pray for our leaders. I invite your prayers now. Lord God, we pray that first and foremost we would live out of our citizenship in heaven. That first and foremost we are rooted in Christ. And that as baptized people, our first allegiance is to your kingdom. But we thank you also that we live in this time, in this place, in this country. And Lord, we pray that we would be people who live fruitfully with justice, with flourishing in this country, and that as your church, Lord, we could witness to the higher ideals of your church. Be with us, Lord, as we discern as a community when and how to regather. Um, bless our upcoming outdoor worship and all the plans that go to the, with that. Lord, be in our midst, in our families, in the places where we work, even as life around us feels so uncertain. Almighty God, you've given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you, and you've promised to your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant the requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Glory to God who can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.